Hello and welcome along everybody to the Third and Goal podcast. Uh, you have joined us for episode one as we start out on our journey and we are very pleased to have you all along for the ride. Just a quick one, we are on Twitter so please do follow us and interact with us. We're going to be doing lots of different things with you guys throughout the, the years to come. We are at Third and Goal Show, that's 3RD and Goal Show. So who are we first of all? So I'll start with myself. My name's Dan. I am a Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan for about 10 to 12 years now. I would say it's been a struggle, but it looks like we're turning the corner and things are getting up. Forever the optimist and go Bucks. Joining me today, I have a couple of NFL experts is all I can say. Um, <laughs> first up, Rob, why don't you introduce yourself, Rob? <clears throat> hey, thanks, Dan. Um, so I'm Rob. I am a long-suffering Atlanta Falcons fan. Um, I don't really know what else to say to that, really. just uh, I'm definitely not an expert. Um, <laughs> and, um, yeah, I'm just pleased to be here. Um, we're all, obviously, you know, we get along. We like talking ball with each other. So I'm looking forward to us all having a chat and putting it out there for everyone else to uh, listen to. Good fun. And finally, last but not least, we have Fred. Tell us about yourself, Fred. Yeah, I'm Fred. It's like a dating show then, didn't it? Sorry, Fred. <laughs> I'm, I'm a recently, recently suffering New England Patriots fan. Uh, Rob Down plays himself. He definitely is an expert, but I certainly am not. Um, he is yeah. long-suffering. I know that. Yeah, he is long-suffering, though. He was right about that. But yeah, I'm, I'm only recently suffering. I've had a, a good few years and uh, and now, now the Cam era, which is going to be short and sweet, I imagine. So... Um, yeah, just excited to be here like everyone else, I think. And I'm sure we'll come on to it, but the camera looks short and sweet. But who's coming in behind him, Fred? Pick a name. <sighs> I don't know. Philip Rivers was 6-1 to one yesterday and he retired, so no one fancies it, clearly. <laughs> it was the best uh, retire. He went, yeah, I'm going to call it a day. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, Cam's the favourite with the bookies, so that's that's quite scary. Um, I suppose the, the possession is nine tenths of the law, right? So yeah, why not? So fine, guys. So just to give you an idea, as you can see, we are three friends that enjoy talking football. We're going to do a couple of shows a week. This one, we're going to have a look back at last week's action and review um, the divisional rounds and uh, have a look there at what happened and go through the games. Um, and then later on in the week, we will have a look forward to the conference championships, the games ahead. We'll have a, a guest on to give us a slightly different angle to it as well. And we'll have our special weekly feature, The Extra Point. So having a look back at the action, though, Fred, why don't you start us off? Ravens, Bills, what was your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, pre this weekend, I was really, really excited about this game. I thought it was going to be really explosive. You've got the Ravens run game taking on the much improved Josh Allen and, and the Bills receivers. Um, truth, it was pretty scratchy to start. Credit to me has to go to the Bills defence who just had this running game covered at all angles and every opportunity. Um, they were just very good throughout. They could never get going. Um, and we'll come on to the Bills and how they couldn't get going in a moment. But the reality of this Ravens side is they don't throw the ball that well. They don't have a great plan B. You know, they're, they're first in rushing yards and 32nd in passing yards, which is crazy. Do, I don't know if you guys know the last team who uh, who achieved that record, but that was the Falcons in 2006. So, you know... And he says he's, he's not an expert. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think he was an expert in knowing that. But yeah, I mean, it's few and far between. But to be honest with you, for me on this game, both sides froze a little bit first up. And I don't know how much of the, the game you guys caught, but the Bills weren't 
at their best, but they, they were definitely the better side and they definitely won. They're, they're a much better team than the Ravens and it surprised me pre-game how many people thought the Ravens were going to win and, and backing the Ravens to win. It's a Ravens side, as we said, just sort of one, one trick pony uh, in reality. Hollywood Brown spoke excellently after the game and he bemoaned the lack of balance in that offence and he's spot on, you know, and saw a few bits saying, well, Lamar Jackson obviously got pulled from the game in the fourth quarter because he was injured. Um, but it wasn't going to change the outcome of the game. By that point, the Bills were going to hold firm, Jackson or no Jackson. As for the Bills, they certainly weren't perfect, but they were competent. Um, they scored an offensive touchdown when they needed to, and Teron Johnson intercepted uh, Lamar Jackson pass and a 101-yard touchdown to put them exactly where they deserve to be, which is in the AFC Championship game come Sunday. For me, there's two ways to look at these two games the Bills have played. It was a tight win against the Colts last week uh, and a reasonably comfortable win this weekend. But I'm still really big on this side. I think they can dig deep when needed and they needed to dig deep this deep this weekend. They weren't perfect, as I said. It's very easy to argue that if they're serious contenders for the Super Bowl, they should be blowing these sides away. But let's look at the reality of this. You know, it's the first time they've played meaningful playoff football in a long time. Um, they've got a side of really good quality side on both sides of the ball, and that takes a bit of time to get used to as well. But they've stepped up when they needed to this week and last week, and um, yeah, deserved winners this week. I say I don't know about you, Rob, but I didn't watch it, and I woke up early to to play it back and zip the ads and speed through. I was disappointed. I wanted this to be a let's throw the ball forty yards now. You throw the ball forty yards, and you run seventy, and I'm going to run thirty, and. I wanted these two teams to score 40 points each. Uh, and it didn't play out that way. And it was a good game in its own right. But for me, I was just a little bit upset by it. It didn't live to its billing. Yeah, I mean, I'd agree with that. I mean, I was looking forward to this game as well. And I expected, you know, plenty of offence like, like you did, Dan. And I didn't watch it live. I watched the game in 40. Um, on um, the next day, and I thought it was a decent game. I don't know whether you know watching the full game was different. Obviously, the game in forty because it's just you know in play by play chunks. It can probably um, it was hard work it. at times, mate. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I didn't you know I I didn't find it too bad. Um, you know, I, the Bills didn't try to run the ball at That's all, really. <laughs> yeah. Um, Twenty-five yards, because Moss was injured, um, or was it down to the Ravens' run defense? They've got a great run defense, and the week before they held Derrick Henry to just forty yards. So had the Bills gone into that game and just thought, you know, they held Derrick Henry last week's forty yards, we've lost Moss. Um, let's just go to the air. Um, obviously, both. Um, the wind played a factor, but kickers missed two field goals. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I agree with what Fred said as well. Um, obviously, um, yeah, Lamar Jackson. Just Lost fault. Let's go. <laughs> and, um, yeah, Lamar Jackson went off injured um, for the fourth quarter. But, you know, he put three three points up in three quarters. Mm. I don't well, think the game was that, done, right? Yeah. That, from, the game was done. That didn't affect the outcome whatsoever. For me, what you got there, the, the longer that game went on, with very few points in the game, that more the suit that the more that suited the Bills because it's much easier to make a twenty or thirty yard throw and catch than it is to rush for twenty or thirty yards. And you know, Allen has that in him. 
Jackson doesn't. You know, um, the longer that went on, the just the more apparent the outcome was going to be. Um, and yeah, as you said, obviously the field goal, Tucker hit the post twice. You know, everyone struggled yeah. with that win. Yeah, yeah, it was just it was just crazy. But I totally agree. This should, you know, in, in my head, this was going to be the best game of the weekend, and I was so excited. But but yeah, it was, like you said, it wasn't a bad game. It just wasn't what it you know could have been. It didn't, it weren't there, was it? So. Um, I don't know if Rob's still with us. Are you back, Rob? I am, yeah. Cool. So, uh, defence, Rams, going to stop the Packers. Didn't quite work out that way, did it? <laughs> um, no, I mean, I think going into this game, I think I probably had the same thoughts as what everybody else did, which was going to be going to be Packers offence versus Rams defence. That was probably even more so because um, the Rams quarterback, Jared Goff, is playing with a broken thumb. His um, backup. Some argued he played better, right? <laughs> yeah, well, I think <laughs> when you look at that. Tom Bay's I mean, out there snapping them every other Monday now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, to be fair, you know, Goff played as good as you'd expect a man with a broken thumb to play. And probably, like you say, probably better than what you'd expect from Jared Goff. You know, I mean, he's. He's quite inconsistent, isn't he? And mm-hmm. um, but he, he threw uh, twenty-one completions on twenty-seven attempts for one hundred and seventy-four yards and touchdown. I mean, he was quite accurate as well. And but you know, go him, your QB one playing with a broken thumb, um, your backup quarterback being ruled out, Cooper Cup being out. For me, it was always going to be about the Rams running the ball with Akers, but because of the injuries that they've got and the situation that they were in, it was going to be, could that amazing Rams defence stop Aaron Rodgers and the Packers? And they didn't really. I mean... That injuries on defence too, right, with Donald? Yeah, I mean, Donald mm. was injured. Uh, he, he was in tears, wasn't he? He was in yeah. tears on the sideline. Yeah, I mean, he's got issues with his it's his ribs, isn't it? I think that's... Been yeah, I think it's a cartilage within his ribs or something like that, which sounds even horrific. Yeah, I mean, you know, the Rams have got the best defence in the league um, and the Packers just literally made easy work of them and the Rams went out of that game, you know, without a whimper, really. Packers scored on the first five possessions. They didn't put the ball in the first half. Um, the Rams, second in the league in sacks, but they didn't get anywhere close to pressuring Rodgers. Um, the Packers' offensive line has got stronger throughout the year as well. Um, and But when you match the two up, I mean, you'd, you'd have expected the Rams' defensive line to at least get some pressure on Rodgers, especially if they were going to have any chance in winning that game. They just, they just didn't at all. Packers so we win. just think that was what the Rams were just too beaten up on both sides of the ball to yeah, play playoff football. Yeah, I mean, in my mind, before the game, I think they were just shot on offense. You know, having your quarterback with a broken thumb is not ideal. I mean, like we've already touched upon, though, you, you know, he was quite accurate throughout the game, mm-hmm. so it didn't affect him too much. But you know, <clears> losing <throat> someone like Cooper Cup as well um, was not going to help the situation. Um, so I was looking in that game for the Rams defence if they were going to have any chance of winning the Rams defence was going to be what won them that game but like you say I mean they they struggled on that side of the ball with injuries as well and um, yeah they, 
it was just a non-event really in terms of being a competition. I don't think the Rams, you know, I watched the game and the Rams never looked like being in it really. I don't know about you, Rob, but like for me, you're looking for really high quality stuff at this point in the season, aren't you? And Rogers' ability to get the Packers out of any dangerous territory was astounding that game. And I know the Rams defense weren't brilliant, but quite often Packers would start deep in their own field and Rogers' ability to pick a, a twenty yard or a fifteen yard pass to just move him up the ch- move him up the field was amazing. Like I think he threw from his own um own box at one point. It was just yeah, he threw through twenty five yards and you just alleviate any pressure the Rams may put on you at that point. And for me, it's just little things like that, which Goff doesn't have that in his locker, particularly with a broken thumb. It just sets you apart from these teams that aren't going to go much further than this stage. I mean, I don't know if you, if any of that jumps out of you, but that's certainly noticeable for me in that game. What do we think then? If Goff's fully fit, Cooper Cup plays, Aaron Donald's fully fit, does that game work out any differently? Or... Does it just bring them closer together? I think, personally, I think that a fully fit Rams would still have lost that game. But I yep. think it would have been closer. So it becomes a more 24-27 than an 18-32? Yeah, I think it definitely, mm. if the Rams were fully fit, I th- my opinion is the Packers would still win that game, I don't know, seven or eight ten, times out of ten, maybe. Yep. Maybe that's been a bit harsh on the Rams, but... You know, off the top of my head, that's probably where I'm where I'm at. But obviously, it would be a lot closer. And you know, I'm not saying the Packers would win it ten times out of ten. I'm saying seven or eight times they would, and it would give the Rams a chance to win. Do you remember back at the start of the year when the Packers fans were all moaning they drafted Jordan Love and they're going, "We need weapons. <laughs> we need someone. who's no good having Rodgers if we've got no one for him to throw to." And if you listen to them now, Robert Tonyan and Equimania Sam Brown are the best things since sliced bread. Yeah, Do you I mean, mean I like. In the before the season, I mean, they were talking about Jay Sternberger being their Titan number one. I know I drafted him loads in fantasy, killed me. You know what? <laughs> so did I. I think he's my most drafted player because I was like, nobody else was picking him up. And I'm like, he's going to be the Packers' Titan number one. They've not got many other weapons. Yeah. yeah. Draft, 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 draft. And I think they did draft him more than any other player. And, you know, he's, he's hardly featured. And, you know, Robert Tonyan was there and no one was talking about him. He missed that Pro Bowl, right? He should be in that Pro Bowl. Yeah, he should. (laughs) That's disgusting. But he was on that roster and everyone was still saying it's going to be Jay Sternberger that's going to be the Titan number one. And, you look, you know, obviously they've got Devante Adams who's an amazing wide receiver but beyond that, when you're looking at um, Lazard and um, Valdez Scantlin and stuff like that, then, you know, what Rodgers is getting out of that offence is, He's elevated, right? These aren't household names to the no, they're not ordinary Joes, right? When I mean, you know, being a a Bucks fan, you look at the wide receivers you've got compared to what Aaron Rodgers is working with. Which will explain <laughs> next week, later in the week, when why we're going to beat them. But we'll come on to that <laughs> later in the week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, well, we shall see on that one. I think you're going to have a look ahead to that one for us, aren't you? So uh, we'll see how that goes. Um, after that game, then we went to the reigning champs. Browns and Chiefs, mm. predicted by many to be a blowout. Um, well, I think most people were either this is going to be a total blowout or a total upset. And you would, nobody was in the middle. Nobody called it a close game. Nobody said this is going to be a, a nip and tuck, a you score, we score. This is either going to be the Browns are going to upset them or the Chiefs are going to win by 20. <clears throat> How did it turn out, Fred? What do you think? Oh, this, for me, was the best game of the weekend. Like, it's <laughs> well, you're very... wrong there. 
Bucks mate. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's you can genuinely and think how many small margins affected its outcome. Like it's one of those games where I need to sit still after ten minutes, uh, ten minutes after just before I collect my thoughts because I was really upset. I'm no Browns fan. I don't dislike the Chiefs either, but I just felt so so gutted for the Browns. Like I didn't give the Browns a sniff going into this one. Um, like you said, like people I thought total upset or all the Chiefs would run home. Um, but the first fine margin I want to talk about was uh, the head-to-head contact right at the end of the second quarter where Daniel Sorensen got away with what looked like intentional head-to-head contact with Rashad Higgins, barely three yards from the line for a touchdown. It, now, it did look like it, Fred. It was. It was. <laughs> yeah. Been, been kind, but I mean, is that not you have to... Is that the equivalent of the last offender in football pulling back the striker one-on-one from the halfway line? Is that the taking one for the team and he got away with it? Yeah, right. it's a stupid rule as well because you think in reality they should be able to review that, but they're not allowed to. You know, I know that's nuts. Yeah, it's absolutely mental, and uh, so many people are saying that as well. But you know, Higgins fumbles, ball goes back to the Chiefs. Um, that would have put the Browns. There's an the argument though to be saying that oh. he doesn't need to score on that catch, right? Why does he not secure the ball, go down one yard, first and goal from mm-hmm. the one? They're going to score anyway. I don't disagree, but that still doesn't change what happens. You know, I, mean, I totally agree. He could have, you know, gone out of play, but the reality is he was fouled. Um, and that would have put the Browns 19-10, providing they made the pat, which I'm sure they probably would have. Um, and they would have received the ball beginning of the second half. You know, and that, uh, the second fine margin. This is, you know, the best opportunity or what gave the Browns the best opportunity to win was the injury to Pat Mahomes in the third quarter. It's funny, funny concussion that because I know Rob mentioned it as well. But it didn't look like he'd hit his head too badly, but he clearly was in an absolutely awful state when he when he got up. And, uh, you know, his body's a funny thing, isn't it, really? And obviously he's struggling with another injury as well to his toe. And there's only so much, I guess, you can take and, and so much affects you before before you're sort of too bad to carry on, I guess, really. But he was quite clearly in a big state. But the real story of this is like the poor game management of the Browns cost them two timeouts. Chiefs were given a catch which they should never have been given. Quite clearly should have been challenged. I think Rob said this at the time as well, and I think everyone was saying it at the time. Didn't challenge it. And then Tyreek Hill caught a ball, which always looked like a catch, and they challenged it and wasted time out. And Browns panicked as well on offense. I think um, the poor game management from um, from Mayfield, who I thought was pretty good, to be fair, um, but cost them another time out there. They had to take one, and then you're trying to chase a game, and you're within one score. That's just the sort of things which really do cost you. Um, Mayfield picked up the ball, had the chance to, to win it in the fourth quarter with plenty of minutes or quite a few minutes to go, but the, this is where the Chiefs' defence was huge, and this proves why they win so many of these tight games and why, you know, within one score, they're just a different animal. Um Chiefs defense shutting down Mayfield, shutting down that offense. When you know, in my head, I'm thinking, right, Mayfield's gonna gonna take him home here and uh, win the game for the Browns. Full credit to them for that. Also, full credit to to Big Red who called some huge plays and proved anything really is possible. Um, you know, Chad proved that with a huge rush on third and fourteen. I don't think anyone thought he was going to do that, giving them a fourth and inches to close out the game and. I woke up. I was crazy. sleeping because the Bucks game was on late, and I woke up and I turned it on, and it was a third and fourteen with Chad Henney under centre, yeah. and he run for it. And I think I put it in our group chat. I was like, "What dimension have I woke up in here? What is going on?" <laughs> I genuinely have no idea where I am right now. I don't care what the Browns didn't try and 
close it down quicker. Like once he's not a quick man, Chad Henry. Let's be honest, did very did very well. But you know, quite quickly you could see what he was trying to do. I don't know why they your game's on the line, your season's on the line. Why they didn't pull one out of deeper to go for it. But I think just experience. Obviously they've got overreaching for the goal line, which cost a fumble through the, the end zone, which is another stupid rule that needs looking at. They've got the, you said about the the timeouts, you said about Baker not quite being there, not blocking Henny because they didn't think he'd run there. Is all of this just because of where they was and how long it's been to be there and the whole occasion? You could, Yeah, I think it really could be, to be honest with you. You know, it's a side that I think will go forward and, and do better in future playoffs. Um, and I think, yeah, you summed it up pretty well, to be honest with you. Oh, you summed it up. I didn't watch it. I slept. <laughs> Nothing to do with it. So, Rob, is Mahomes going to be fit next week? I know we're going to have a look ahead in the next episode, but gut instinct, toe and head, head, shoulders, knees and toes, are they all going to be working? Well, he's practised today. I've just seen that. He's been out. But it doesn't matter with concussion, does it? It's all about clearing protocol. You're allowed yeah. to practice. But, I mean, even if he does clear concussion protocol, is I doubt he's going to be fully fit with his toe. And you could tell during the game against the Browns that it was he was moving around awkwardly, sheepishly. He didn't look like his normal self. He was still managing to make plays because that's the sort of player that he is. But... He didn't look comfortable. And, you know, the other thing is you can clear concussion protocol, but it doesn't mean that, you know, that you're not suffering some form of after effects from it. I know, you know, to clear concussion protocol, it's got to be safe for you to return. But there's nothing to say that, you know, he is still suffering slightly from it. It's a horrible thing to suffer, isn't it? So. Yeah, I mean, you can link the lingering effects from that can, can go on for... You know, everyone reacts differently, but it could go on for, for weeks. Um, so, yeah, I mean... Nice little game, though. tease into the later in the week there. Yeah. Well, you know, the Browns have lost this game by five points. And, you know, everything that Fred's mentioned, you know, he sums it up, really. But I think the Browns will be kicking themselves. Mm-hmm. There were some things that was out of their control. Obviously, the touchback. It is a ridiculous situation to be in isn't it that it's a scoring play so it's reviewed they see a penalty a blatant penalty but you're not allowed to do anything about it because it's a non-reviewable call and when it's something that we're talking about that they're trying to eradicate and make the game safer and remove this this head injury these head injury type players and stuff like that the fact that it's non-reviewable and I think it will be next season I'm sure it will but that doesn't help the Browns now but you know Poor clock management, like Fred said, losing that timeout and letting Henny run for 30 yards on a third and 14 is, you know, when you've got an opportunity there, you stop him and not give them the opportunity on fourth down to make a conversion and you've got the ball back. You're not going to timeouts, but there's a bit of time left on the clock. If you can if you can take make some chunk plays, get out of bounds to stop the clock, they had an opportunity to stay in the game and they just literally, like watched it disappear in front mm. of them. Just to close off on that as well, I think the thing, when the dust settles, and they look back on this in a couple of weeks, they'll think, when are we ever going to stop the Chiefs? or get the Chiefs only scoring three points in a half of football in playoff football again. Do you know what I mean? That's the thing. You look at that in isolation. They did everything right. Yeah. But finish it out, right? 
They did everything. They just sat down and game planned at half time. This is what we need to do to win. They tick that box, tick that box, tick that box, and they missed the very bottom one. Right? And that's cost them. Yeah. I mean, there's been a few things that have, like, you know, would their poor clock management and getting those timeouts have saved them? No, because the way the rest of the game unfolded and the and the Chiefs converting on fourth and inches, two timeouts wasn't gonna wasn't gonna save them from that point. Um, you what know, a play as well! Sorry, yeah, fourth well, and well, inches, I mean, game no, on the line, and yeah. he gets two and he needs to throw it. <laughs> yeah, I mean nobody nobody expected that whatsoever, did they? No, um, that's partly why it worked, right? Did you? Well, think yeah, exactly. The element of surprise and. You know, if that's it, a balls, man. <laughs> you watched it as well, Rob. Do you think when they were in five points, all of a sudden that Chiefs defense looked 12 foot tall? To me, they just, just rose a level like that for no reason, no like discernible reason. All of a sudden, they were so good in defense. Yeah, I mean, I, I just wonder whether it's you know a little bit of you know, they knew that they needed to step up at that point because. Their quarterback and arguably the best player in the league had been taken off and put in concussion protocol, and that is the point there in a five-point game that they're thinking we need to do our job now to see this game out because it's not like we're leading by twenty points; we're leading mm. by one score. And if our quarterback is out, we need to we need to do our job and see this game out. So, but yeah, and they, they did, did right. Sign of a good side. They they mm. took adversity and they used it to their advantage and, and saw it through, which is scary for the teams left in, I guess. Yeah. But um that Fred brings us on to the best game of the weekend. Um, you you didn't see him, I I'm sure he was asleep. <laughs> <laughs> What's the first quarter? That was pretty tough. Tampa Bay against New Orleans. Um being a Tampa fan, I have to say this one was sweet. Um we got humiliated twice in the regular season by the Saints. We got beat twice. We were humiliated once. And <laughs> Bucks are quite fancy. I don't really know why, unless it was we're a better side than we were then, yes. But the stat lines and the evidence and the there was nothing really in our favour apart from hey, I fancy us to do it. But we rolled in there, we had a slow start, defense held them up, and we sent Drew Brees to his retirement flat like with a blemish on that record. The defense had him under throwing obvious plays. He actually had one drive scoring touchdown was thrown by Jimmy Winston. It wasn't even Drew Brees. Um, I actually think he put the second drive of the game, he put a distant field length drive on um, and they scored. Uh, and then the one just after halftime was fine as well. Other than that, the guy looked out of sorts. He couldn't move. He was missing open receivers. He threw interceptions. Um, Tampa on offense for me changed our game plan. There was a lot of pre-snap movement on the line, which helped Brady read it. But we stuck to a run game. Uh, and I love a run game. We stuck to a run game. Arians loves to throw the ball 40 yards every other play. No risk it, no biscuit, because we can. And we sort of realized that we're not going to win the game doing that. We need to run the ball. We need to take the five yards when it's an offer. We need to take the two yards when it's an offer. We need to play a screen. 
and then the 40 yard pass is going to be there and we'll grab it when it opens itself up. Um, and we kept patient and we stuck with it. And we, you know, we put points on the ball. We put 30 points up against a very decent Saints defense in their back garden. Um, yes, okay, our defense helped out. We got four turnovers on the game, three interceptions and a fumble. But the team's a team, right? The the whole team puts points on the board. The offense actually scores them, but the defense helps. So, I mean, did you see much? Do you guys see much of the game or? Or first quarter, and that was it, to be honest with you. Um, <laughs> as, it, as it did last time, Bucks played a really good game, and uh, the first quarter was poor. So, see, so yeah, I didn't see too much of it, but it's playoff Tom Brady, isn't it, really? And that was always in my head all week prior to that game. And he's so good come this part of it. It wasn't brilliant, was he? Stats wise, looking at his figures, but. He just knows how to win these games, doesn't he? Well, we got the so ball back 10 fails. points up. We got the ball back 10 points up, five minutes on the clock. And and I was up talking to a load of other Buck fans. And we all went, I think that's the game. I think that's it. Mm. We've never been 10 points up with five minutes to go under Winston or anyone else, Fitzpatrick or Mike Lennon and gone, hey, we've won this. But it was Tom Brady. You knew he was just going to move the ball three yards. You knew he wouldn't get a 12-yard sack. You knew he wouldn't panic and chuck it 25 yards and be intercepted. You just knew he would do what he needed to do to manage the clock and run the game down. And that's exactly what he did. And from a Buccaneers fan's point of view, it was unusual, but incredibly enjoyable. Drew Brees is undoubtedly a... First ballot Hall of Famer. What he has achieved is phenomenal. But I absolutely loved his last throw, his last participation in an NFL game was an interception in his home stadium. Thank you very much, Drew Brees. <laughs> is that a bit harsh of me or what? No. As a Falcons fan. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> no. You can never be too harsh on the Saints. Oh, it's well, just as nice. a Falcons fan. Yeah. Like, if there was a way for both teams to lose this, this game, then I wish they'd have found it. No offence, Dan. But having said that, I was supporting the Buccaneers because they're the lesser of two evils. You can lose this weekend, though. That's fine by me. Uh, but, you know, the Bucks' defence just, for me, they got it done, didn't they? Um, they forced, David White, right? What a monster! They forced case. four turnovers and three interceptions. Um, Thomas put him out of the game. He had f- four targets, not one reception. Five targets, I think he had, didn't he? Did he? Anyway, yeah, four, five, whichever. No catch, but no catches. Three um, of our defenders caught the ball more times than him. <laughs> yeah. You know, best wide receiver in the league. I don't think so. Um, but, um, you know, Tom Brady's had issues this season with interceptions. He didn't throw one. Um, nope. The Bucs didn't give up one. <laughs> all did they? So, nope. um, I think the Bucs, you know, from what I've seen, I didn't watch it live. I watched the game in 40 again. But the Bucs played well both sides of the ball. They took care of it on offense, which, you know, it was probably, I'd say, you know, steady away, well-balanced. But the defense stepped up, made it difficult for the Saints all night, and you know the books were well deserved winners of that game. Dan, you've you've watched Bucks yep. all year, obviously, but yep. you know, are you sitting here thinking, "Oh wow, I'm really happy with this. this is more than I could imagine," or are you sat there thinking that's a serious side? This. So when we built this team, and I think most Bucks fans would agree, I think we was looking at next year. I think this was, especially when we lost preseason. 
I think this is a case of let's find our feet, bed ourselves in, figure out what works, and we'll have a proper. You have the it's win or bust season, right? The Saints have had it for five years and now they're kaput. Um, they're done for. But this, for me, I think was our warm up and our focus was next year. And now I think we've got there. We are one game from a home playoff, a home Super Bowl, which has not been done, let alone winning it. And we have a very real chance. We'll come on to it later in the week. We're playing a Packers team that we beat by 28 points earlier in the season. We didn't beat them by three. We didn't lose to them. We didn't just scrape it. We humiliated them by 28 points. Why can we not win that game? Why can we not go on to that Super Bowl uh, and, and face Chad Henney? Uh, and the Chiefs <laughs> can't wait. That is the dream. Or, or Tom Brady, the Bills finally think they've lost Tom Brady in the East and they can finally win it. And then they get to the Super Bowl and he beats them again. That would just absolutely destroy Bills fans, right? That would be the last bit for them. But, I mean, I am pleased. Our defence has gone under the radar a lot. Um, we've had a lot of poor drafts previously. One thing I will say... Three interceptions, Sean Murphy bunting, Mike Edwards, Devin White, all drafted in 2019. Uh, and the fourth fumble was caused by Antoine Winfield Jr. drafted last year. Four major plays on defense, all picked up in the last two years. And that, for me, comes down to good scouting, coaching, and, and management. And that, they're going to be there for a couple of years yet. So it's exciting times. Mm. Anything to add on that, guys? No, I'm happy. No, Rob's done. He's not talking about the Bucks Saints anymore. No, I'm just sitting here. I mean, we'll we'll probably end up doing a a review of the teams, the divisions and things. We'll look at the Saints, but they, I think I saw in the week, if they released every player on their roster, they are still over on their cap for next year because of the dead cap space which is hilarious. I cannot wait to see what on earth they try and do. There's four people sat in an office with an abacus trying to figure it all out. It's going to be so much fun. <laughs> I can't wait. Um, they've got away with it for so long. So so I think that's about us then done, guys, mm. right, for today? Brilliant. Super. So thank you for listening, everybody. If you're still there and you haven't given up on us quite yet, um, we will be back later in the week. We'll be back with our preview show. On there, we're going to have a look ahead to the conference championship games. So we're going to look at the Bucks at Packers, uh, and we're going to look at the Bills at Chiefs. Two exciting games to come. We'll be joined by a good friend of ours, uh, Ammo. Ammo is from Clutch Up Podcast, which is a props betting pod. So he'll be there to give us a little insight into how the bookies see the games going. Uh, and we'll wrap that up probably with a feature we like to call the extra point, and we will explain more on next pod. We will see you then. Thanks for listening, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.